Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days Beating Cancer Daily Together. So I get the blessing to visit a lot of people going through different treatments or cancer experiences or traumas. And I often get to walk into someone's bedroom who's in a different state of healing. And I have to tell you, one of the first things I do once I've established trust and once they really want me to help them is help them take back their bedroom. I was so careful when I went through all my cancer treatment and, you know, I did three surgeries, 44 radiation treatments over two years of chemotherapy. And I was so careful not to let my bedroom become a hospital room. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't have to do things for my cancer treatment, but my bedroom was my sanctuary. And even if I had lots of medicines or ointments or different things that I had to use, even when I had to use oxygen, I made sure that my bedroom was a place of rest, a place of relaxation, a place of intimacy, and a place of hope. I did not let cancer own my bedroom. So I know right now some of you are going, oops. Now I know you're looking over at your night table and it's full of medicines, right? Or there are books overflowing or their shoes or clothes or the gym equipment or a desk overflowing with work. I am telling you that the sooner we can take back your bedroom or for the first time, create a bedroom of healing, of hope, of sensuality, of joy, it will start to impact your mind, body, and spirit. Now, I know some people might live in a studio, so this is really hard, but I'm telling you, there are real reasons behind having a peaceful place to sleep. You haven't Improved quality of rest. And we all know that the quality of sleep that you get during a cancer journey can definitely help you heal faster, do your treatments more effectively, and have a better quality of life. So we really want to think of the bedroom as a place to heal. Now, I talked about that dresser or that nightstand full of medicines, and I know it's convenient because you can just reach over, 
here's a simple solution. We can take those medicines and put them in a little carton, right? A little crate or carton. And that way they're all together. They're not falling off the nightstand. And when you need to visit your medication, they're all in a nice crate or carton or box with a little lid on it so that you don't have to be staring at them morning, noon, and night being reminded of the fact that you are sick. Now, the reality is you might be really sick, but we don't have to have it shoved in our faces morning, noon, and night. If you're too weak to actually clean up your room, I want you to try and think of a friend or a family member who can help you who's very organized. Let them make sense of the chaos. If you are too weak to do laundry, let them help you. If you're too weak to fold, let them help you. But I want everything that can be off surfaces, off surfaces. Now, we all know that there's something called feng shui. Now, I tried to get it as close to the pronunciation as I could, but in Western culture, especially in America, a lot of us call it feng shui or feng shui. The way that I tried to say it first is the way that I was taught to say it. It's just a little tricky to say. So the whole thought and history about this is really interesting. I'm not going to do a deep dive into it in this episode, but what I'm going to say is that a definition that I read is that it's the practice of arranging the pieces in living spaces to create balance with the natural world. To feng shui your home, the goal is to harness energy forces and establish harmony between an individual and their environment. Like I said, there's a lot of different interpretations and thoughts about this, but I'm just trying to give you a general overview of things that this practice believes will bring harmony into your bedroom. Originally, I was just basically talking about changing the site of the room from your vantage point in bed so that you're not looking at clutter. Also, getting the things that remind you of your medical treatment contained so that it's not the overriding situation in your room. And then the smell of your room is really important. When I walk into a bedroom of someone who's going through cancer treatment, the air is often very, very stale. It's medicinal. It smells a lot like the bathroom oftentimes. So I was very careful to always open my window and get air circulating into my room every day. Fresh air from the outside circulating into the room. The next thing is I'm very, very focused on scents. I happen to love a lemony smell. And if you listen to our episode on lemons, you'll learn why lemons are such a wonderful scent to have around you. But I wanted a fresh scent in the room. I didn't want my room to smell 
very medicinally or like the bathroom if the bathroom is attached to the room. So I want you to also try to find a smell that you can tolerate that doesn't make you nauseated and see if you can have a little bit of that scent in your room. Changing the sheets, not having dirty laundry or shoes that have a smelly smell in them. I don't even allow shoes in my bedroom, but just keeping the shoes out of the main room, putting them in a closet or outside your room all helps that room smell a lot better. A lot of us will eat in our bedroom if we're not feeling well because we don't want to go to the table. Again, if you're eating very strong scented food, that can kind of absorb into the blankets so that the room gets kind of a stale smell from that. But back to this idea of organizing the room based on this ancient Chinese practice so that we can have more energy in the room and more flow. Feng Shui believes that the room should be a sacred place. There should be an energy clearing, that there should be a decluttering, and that all the negativity should get taken out of the room. Now, some people burn sage or cedar to clear out negative energy, you might be allergic to that. So I want to make sure that you only do what's good for you. Now, I'm not sure how your bed is positioned, but they believe for ultimate health, your bed should definitely have a headboard. There should be two side tables. Ideally, they should be symmetrical and your headboard should be mounted to the bed. It shouldn't be flopping all over and your bed should be in a commanding position. Your feet should not be hanging out towards the door. They can be on the same wall as the door, but not facing out the door. If you want to follow this practice, they believe that there should be no heavy paintings over your bed and trying to avoid sharp corners. The shades of your wall should be nature shades, like off-white, cream, brown, peach, chocolate, things that are very earthy. Now, I'm allergic to paint, so whatever color would be on my walls would have to stay that color because I actually am so chemically sensitive that I would have to leave if something were repainted. What I found amazing is that In this methodology, it's believed that stark white walls are just too activating and that it really doesn't help you rest or get sleep. And I can tell you, I grew up with white walls all the time and have had white walls in so many of my places. And you all know that I don't sleep a normal amount. Now, I've used it as a superpower to get a lot done, but it's actually something that I'm really working on now to get way more rest. Something fun about the bedroom is that if you are single and you want to attract a partner, they say that you should set up the room as if a partner's already there. 
So you should create harmonious energy and that everything should be matching and in pairs and that helps you attract your partner. I also see in a lot of bedrooms that they don't use fabrics that are yummy and just inviting and healing. A lot of the bedding is just very tattered and torn. And I know that it's hard to invest in good bedding when you're eating in the bed and you know you may be having accidents in the bed. But I would say at least try to have something near your face that feels comforting. Even if it's a special pillowcase that you get, but something that just feels like a treat, especially if you're spending a lot of time in bed. Some people like to use white noise machines to promote deep sleep. I would urge you not to get in the habit of using the TV all morning and all night and falling asleep with it and napping with it. Really try to take a break from the technology. Just back to smell for a minute. If you can use essential oils or a diffuser, or if it's safe for you to use scented candles, things that are beautifully smelling like lavender or jasmine oils are said to be very calming. If you have a cough, maybe something like eucalyptus, different scents can create different moods. You might like the smell of cinnamon or apples. I want you to really think about what scents make you feel empowered or happy or energized and try to use those scents throughout the day and night so that you can change up the smell in your room to ignite different parts of your personality and different parts of your behavior. These are just different ideas to make your bedroom your very personal healing place. I don't want you to get overwhelmed that you have to remodel your whole room or tackle all of this in a day. Just doing one of them a day could really help transform the space. Just tackle one thing or ask someone to help you gather your medicines or pick up the laundry, something that would make this very special. Even bringing in one candle and having the scent change for the first week would be a big adjustment. I want to help you take back your bedroom or create a bedroom that you've always wanted to have and hopefully have that lift your spirits and create a better quality of life while you're going through the cancer situation or as you're redesigning your life as a survivor. You know that I love when you go to comedycures.org and you share with me how these strategies are impacting you in your cancer journey and your survivorship. So please go to the record button and let me know or write to me. 
Have a blessed day and a restful bedroom, and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys know this, but Beating Cancer Daily is a listener and donor-supported podcast and community. So if you have some extra change, I'd love you to go to comedycures.org and make a donation today of whatever level is comfortable for you. And it will be tax deductible to the extent allowed by law because Comedy Cures is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded from my chemo chair, April 1999, and we've been going strong ever since. So please consider making a donation today and help our community and this podcast thrive. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.